I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. My name is Bear Fiorda, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. So this past weekend, Israel Adesanya going in there, not putting on the best performance, but with all that, you know, trash talk of it, it was such an amazing card. I was at the edge of my seat the entire time. And now that I'm done with that uh, interview, I, I could finally smoke a, a quick cigarette before I go to the liquor store in just a little bit. Um, while my mom's at a Grateful Dead concert, it's just crazy. I was like, I'm not going to the Grateful Dead con. You know what happened last time? I ate way too much acid, man. I, it was it was nuts, dude. And I love eating acid, loves taking mushrooms, and man, it, it was just too much, dude. I got to the point where there were just too many people. It wasn't comfortable. And I love going to festivals, but this was like in the woods, all muddy i was like this is this is not fun i need to go home with the rats i need to get the hell out of here so uh i I needed a break from going to a little festival especially with my mom even though my mom told me that uh never mind just yeah never mind i'm definitely a hippie kid though i'll I'll tell you guys that much but yeah ufc 276 going down here uh this past weekend uh man the way it started Let's start with this. Freaking Jesse Jess. Jesse Jess getting her arm snapped. So I guess we'll just start tweets of the week about this event before we kind of get into it. All right, perfect. So. UFC, see which fighters impressed at UFC 276. Alex Volkanovsky. Alex Ferreira. I mean, listen, Alex Ferreira, fighting here out of Connecticut, too. Fighting out of Connecticut. I got I to be all about that. I got to get behind this guy. And, I mean, it's so weird how it all happened because it feels like yesterday. We got to see Israel Adesanya make his debut in the UFC. And for those of you that didn't watch that fight and didn't watch the interviews leading up to Israel entering the octagon, my boys over at Submission Radio, shout out to my boys over at Submission Radio, they did a <laughs> iconic interview with him 
that set the whole tone of his entire career from that point forward. He says, I'm going to get inside of the octagon and I'm going to piss all over it. That night that he made his debut, he walked inside the octagon and lifted his leg, pissed on a cage. We were all like, what the, what the hell? And you know how they like to use the C word, the CU, next Tuesday. We were like, this, this guy, like, Jesus. And he went in there, didn't have an amazing fight. Not until a couple fights in did he really start to shine. And we started really believing in Israel Adesanya. And I got to say, you know, at the point that he's at, right now is perfect that he won the fight the way he did he didn't look too amazing but at the same time you guys got to remember this is the top tier this is the top of the top this isn't the top 30. you are fighting the best of the best time after time five rounds every single fight until you you know lose lose your momentum lose your flow Alex Pereira, man, is on a killing spree right now, knocking out his opponent the same way Sean Strickland, who look, I'm going to talk about Sean in a second, knocking out him, Sean Strickland, the same way he knocked out Israel Adesanya. That sent a message. Fear is very much alive. Let's start UFC 276 talk off with this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Fear is very much alive inside the UFC. You can be the baddest man on the planet. You could be at the top. You could be champion for a while. Look at Jose Aldo, what happened when he met Conor McGregor. He got into his head. Conor became an entity. He became something more than a human. He became not just entertainment. But he became somebody that was in line with the universe at that moment. Somebody that truly believed in himself. You saw him before the fight practicing that punch over and over. The 13 second knockout. Getting into people's heads. Making them feel less than. Uh, The Diaz brothers do it all their time too. And we kind of saw that happen to Connor. I mean, they kind of pulled the same thing with Connor. Uh, This is how I kind of felt with Max. You know, Max, we watched go on a six-year run, guys. He went on a six-year run, right? And ever since he lost to Conor McGregor, I think 2013, he lasted until, what, 2000, 
18 to, uh, when he lost to Dustin Poirier, I believe. Is that six years? 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 8, 2008, 19. 2019 loses to Dustin. Still one of the best. The fight before that when he fought uh, Brian or T-City, right? He was in there teaching him. We were like, man, it was one of those moments like we saw with Joanna at one point, like with uh, Mighty Mouse at one point where they're trying new things. They're kind of bored. Anderson Silva at one point, trying new things, taking risks. Uh, when Connor was running the featherweight division, went through everybody. There was no one left. To see Max get beat three times, especially this time, dude, was really hard. And I believe his belief in himself was fading because he was believing the hype that Volkanovski was putting out there. But what did we learn after the fight? You know, because during the fight, one of my favorite moments, I think it was round one, he's teeing off on Max. I'm too fast for him, he was saying. It got into Max's head. He was fast. But what did Volk say after? What did Alex say after? What did Volkanovsky say after? Well, you know, why were you saying that? It's because I had to believe in myself. I had, I had to believe that I was faster. It's not like he wasn't nervous. You have to... I'm going to say it again. Probably the 60th podcast I've said this on. Muhammad Ali once said, before knocking out Sonny List, I have it nailed to the wall, but it's going to come off. I had a belief. I was a champion before I could become a champion. He took on one of the scariest men ever. He did not think he was going to win that. He made himself excited, made himself happy, motivated, behind fear, but it felt alive. It wasn't just going to work, it was enjoying work. And at the same time, getting healthy, feeling better, your body being physically fit, your mind going and, and making yourself just happy and you feel right. And it, it's happened to me in my career at a couple points where you know, I've made videos, vlogs, and after I was done editing, I cried. I was like, man, this is just so awesome. This is so fun. This is what I want to do with my life. This is what makes me feel alive. This is what makes me feel like, you know, the man I always wanted to be, the man I've always been, but never found my place in the world. I was never accepted here, there, there, or there. But when I do this, I feel alive. I learned so much from the fighters and this and that. For Max, he was there at one point. Volkanovski in there saying, "He's too. I'm too fast for him. He's too slow." He said he said that because he needed to make himself believe that. It's true. Um, you know, even 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 my therapist. You know, when I get depressed and don't I don't want to get out of bed, I have to realize just getting up going in there brushing my teeth there's one small victory okay going upstairs eating a nice healthy breakfast another small victory every action is made from a trigger you're triggered to get up and do something you are triggered to say something you are triggered to look this way you are triggered to you know it, your mind works off the of triggers and and you have a lot more power over your mind than you, you really even understand a lot of us don't understand 
Conor McGregor was kind of proof of that. You know, believe, achieve, as stupid as it was, and, and, and Bisping <laughs> killing Rockhold for that. But it really is true. I've watched a bunch of interviews. I watched one recently about this huge company. Or what was, what was it? I don't recall exactly, but they're like, how did you do this? And they were saying, well, do you remember the book, The Secret? It's, we got it from that. You know, we envisioned these things and, and, and they happened. And in this fight with Max and, and, and Volk, Volkanovsky, it's like Max wasn't there. It's not like he he was feeding into Volkanovsky's show. It wasn't Max Holloway's show anymore. It was Volk's. And he was seeing that with his eyes. And that could really set you back and make you sit back and feel like you don't belong at the cool kids table and to see that happen to max holloway was heartbreaking it's the passing of the torch though max is still young but we've seen the passing of the torch over and over again so our look at jessica evil eye what did i do with my freaking slideshow here uh you know jessica evil eye on top of it all going in there I was seeing the crowd boo her and to me in my mind watching that girl open doors up for countless young women just like Ronda Rousey did year after year when Dana White refused absolutely refused to allow women to fight inside the UFC. It was a joke to him. He did not want them fighting in the UFC. She paved a path for a lot of young women to get to where they're at right now. And it's hard to watch somebody like her, somebody like Cowboy Cerrone, go in there and retire. Seeing, especially Cowboy. You know, we don't have many uh, WEC champions left. Uh, Rockhold, I guess, right? Who else? Jim Miller leaving, too. It's just so sad. Last fight on his contract. And the guy's just been a killer. And the UFC, the, all they care about. It, it, you know what's weird to me? How they have the Dana Waze Tuesday Night Contender Series. They sign this one, that one, the other one, and the other one, right? And then they cut, like, big names. Like, I would still love to see UL Romero in there. It's just hard, man. But for Macy Barber, that was such a huge win. And it was perfect. It was the perfect passing of the torch. You can say Jessica Evilai was a gatekeeper. You didn't like her. But, man, back in the day... I love Jessica Evil Eye. The photos she would take. Oh, and by the way, I guess she's got an OnlyFans now. As well, I, I put a photo up for you guys. If you're watching the video cast, she's got an OnlyFans, which I, I want to check out. I've never been on OnlyFans, actually. It's kind of crazy. Even Luke Rockhold said he's got an OnlyFans where he just sits there and cooks, kind of like Volk is right there. But it's weird because I've said this before. 
When a fighter retires, they don't know what to do. We, we've watched what happened to BJ Penn. He, he lost his mind. We watched what happened to Mayhem, my idol. It's very difficult when a fighter focuses their whole life, knows one thing, and that's fighting throughout the best years of their life. And now they're close to 40 and they have to figure it out and they have to figure out a way to retire. They go 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 70. They're not going to retire until they're 70, 80 years old if they can find a career. And I know kids out of college that can't find a career. I got a broadcasting school. I have to start my career by scratch and I'm 10 years in and I'm not going to retire off of what I'm making. I'm making nothing. <laughs> you know, I make a couple of bucks. A shout out to megaphone.fm and Age of Radio. Uh, for giving me the the sponsors and stuff when you tune into the audio podcast. But for fighters, man, it, it worries me because there's a lot of brain damage happening. And it's not being taken care of by the UFC afterwards either. Um, they, don't, they don't even care to help take care of a select few that need it. Like Tim Sylvia. That dude needs it. He broke his arm and acted like nothing happened in that fight. Like, he didn't break his arm. Like, help that man out. There are fighters from every promotion that helped build MMA, helped build every promotion. At least help them. They told Forrest Griffin and Chuck Liddell that they would always have a job forever with the UFC. Until they sold for four billion dollars now they can't afford to pay there's no use for them what you're gonna be making him do the periscope live after shows like what is going on it's 2022 i know i've talked about this so many times and to see somebody like cowboy who fought so often i mean he's got something good going for him but you know jessica evil eye you know, there's a, there's a lot of fighters. You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't. Um, also on this card, can we talk about the eye poke? And I really want to know what you guys think about this eye poke. Because it's getting our evil eye of the week. So our evil eye of the week, once I find... The page goes to that freaking eye poke that went down versus Pedro and Sugar. Now a lot of people out there were going, oh, it was definitely an eye poke. You don't know the damages that were done, this and that, blah blah blah. Listen, I've, I've kind of pick up, but that eye poke when it came down to it, let's go to my bookmarks because I believe E Law in here somewhere said something about this let's go down a little bit more a little little bit more O'Malley Munoz scorecard round one Mike Bell gave it to Pedro round one Doug Crosby Munoz Sal Diamato gave it to O'Malley also uh, Adelaide Bird was uh, on this fight card as well guys which was a little strange uh if you have to ask me because she should definitely not be allowed in there doing that after ruining so many different fighters careers 
I mean, look at uh, Roy Nelson versus uh, Justin, the big pygmy. Why can't I remember his name for the life of me? Uh, the big pygmy. Can't remember his name, but did an interview with him a long time ago. I mean, Sugar Sean O'Malley was doing so well at the end of that second round, if you ask me. He landed a couple of really nice shots. Yeah, Pedro landed a couple of nice, really nice leg kicks. And I got to say that the crowd was really trying to manipulate by booing at Pedro for, for, for doing that. They did not want him to do that because they knew if he did that, it was kind of cheap uh, to win over Sugar because that's kind of his weak spot, right? And then you see people like John Jones wrestling a wrestler, out wrestling an Olympic wrestler. That's like what you want to see. You don't want to see somebody kind of take the easy way. But at the same time, you want to win this fight. You want to win the money or else you're only getting half. You know, if you're getting 15-15 and you lose, you're getting 15. If you win, you get 30. Or you can just go balls to the wall with sugar and get 50K. But we look back at the eye poke, right? And it looked like it just grazed the inside. And I shared photos on Twitter of fighters who had fingers through their eyes. Like Verdum. Look at Matt Mitrione. I thought when we were watching that fight with Matt, I think it was against Travis Brown, it looked like his entire eye fell out of his head. When I saw that, I screamed and like gagged because I thought his eye was out of his head, like on some Kimbo Slice video type shit another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he like fought through it. How many times have we seen it happen? Bilal Muhammad it happened to. That did not look painful. It gave him five minutes. Or they were giving him time. I mean Max Holloway. They didn't even stop it for Max. The cut on Max Holloway's freaking eyebrow. You could fit the whole Q-tip in. The whole Q-tip was in his head. And they got the bleeding to stop. I, I just don't get it. And he was saying he got poked in the eye before that I got to rewatch it for the third time because originally I didn't think he did but then I think a little before that he actually did but it wasn't like a real eye poke his fingers were extended didn't seem like it would really affect him and then he sits there like this when the doctor comes up all I see is black with his eyes closed somebody pointed that out to me I thought it was hilarious with his eyes closed he said all I see is black. 
I want that to be the opening of this podcast. You know, I got to make a new intro for Period of MMA with a, with a n- really nice song and uh, some quotes from some of the interviews and especially that one. All I see is black and it comes in for Pure Evil MMA. Hey guys, it's Paul Felder. You're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Hey, it's Mayhem Miller. You're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Hey, it's Valentina Shevchenko. Hey, you know, I got to do that. Why haven't I done that yet? Absolutely out of my mind. Um, Yeah, man. So I, I really think he took the cheap way out of that fight. I think he was nervous that he was going to lose. I think he got hit pretty hard by Sugar. And he, he was just shook. He didn't want to be there. He wanted nothing to do with it. That's what I saw. And I never come at fighters because I, I'm just giving you my opinion from watching this sport and, and, and doing media and learning about media and for over 20 years, 23 years, seven, I'm 37, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 27 years, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Holy shit. 27 years I've been watching. What? 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 Wow. 27 years I've been watching the UFC and learning about broadcasting, I just realized. Which, wow. I'm old. I just turned 33, but that really freaks me out. First time I was on the radio. First interview I ever did was a Stone Cold Steve Austin. The night the beef started, too. I interviewed him at Casey 101 here in Connecticut. And I would love for them to find the archive of this interview. Stone Cold Steve Austin talking to a little evil Eddie in an interview. I interviewed him. I got to stay home from school as a kid. I think I was in third or fourth grade. And, you know, my dad's best friend worked at KC 101. And I I was just obsessed. We would go to the movies every weekend. And uh, he would do, you know, the recaps on the movies if this was good. He'd bring me every weekend, bring me uh, in the studio and show me things. And I was just obsessed. I got on the radio multiple times. I won tickets to concerts. You know, I I had a blast. First interview I ever did was was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's, It's been 27 years I've been doing this. So even though I don't come at fighters, I, I do feel like I, I should be respected of my opinion. I've interviewed thousands of fighters. I, I trained when I was younger. Uh, I was on all the all-star teams. I played baseball. Uh, I, was, I was, you know, fucking captain of the football team in high school for the defense. Till I tore my meniscus, which I give a lot of credit to people in fighting when they tear their meniscus and that thing makes that pop noise and it gets stuck. My leg was stuck up like this for six or seven days before it would relax. And I had to have surgery on it, man. And uh, it scarred me. I, I, I didn't want to like bend over uh, too much. That sounds a little weird, but... Yeah, man, think about all these fighters, the surgeries they go through. You know, you look at Anderson Silva breaking his leg and being able to come back. That's that's a lot. You got to give him a lot of credit. But to be poked in the eye and then quit wasn't even a bad poke. And they said he left on a stretcher in an ambulance. So I, I really do hope it's not that bad. I don't have any update for you. If you guys have any updates, please let me know. Because uh, that's what here in the state we call shook. He was a shook one. 
no disrespect to him. I would love to talk to him about that, but uh, I, I got to know what you guys think. Also, we got to talk about another fight. What other fight are we going to talk about here? Well, what other fight than Robbie Lawler versus Bam Bam? Guys, Robbie Lawler has been doing this thing for 20 years. He missed prom night. Or what, what was it, Robbie? Or was it me? No, it was Robbie. He missed his prom night. I think he was 18 years old and had a live fight the night of prom. And he showed up for the fight. Imagine how mad your girl would be. I hope his girl went with him to support him. But, man, I, I, I wouldn't want to fight. I'd want to be grappling with my girl all night afterwards. You know what I mean? It's prom. Robbie Lawler has dedicated his life to mixed martial arts. And a lot of you guys may not even know this. The diehards do. Robbie left the UFC for a while. You know, the WEC days when uh, Nick Diaz knocked him out, when Nick Diaz wasn't known as a knockout artist going in there going, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Knocked Robbie Lawler out. Absolutely brutal. Um, definitely go uh, back and watch that fight. But Robbie, you know, like Arlovsky came back, made a resurgence. We had, you know, Rory Mack too. What was that, UFC 189? Best night ever, ever. You know, that's what I love about mixed martial arts. That's what I love about the UFC. We are witnessing history. These past 10 years, guys, we've witnessed so much history that will forever be embedded in how this sport grew and became what it is now. And don't think for a second that you didn't have anything to do with it. Because the one thing about mixed martial arts that's different than any other sport, we came up on the internet, in the forums, guys. We would talk to fighters, we would get, it would, back in the day, I can't even tell you, it was awesome. You would have fighters check, it, it was just crazy. We'd set up fights on the underground, stuff like that. Oh man, uh, I, sh I should get some old school fighters to talk about the OUG, but um, you know, Twitter plays a huge role in, you know, setting up a lot of these fights. Uh, the Twitter beefs, what fans want, what fans don't want. We really manipulate a lot of things that happen inside the UFC, inside the PFL or Bellator. Um, we really do. I really hope you guys understand that. We play a part. And it's kind of messed up that these fighters can step in there and get the shit beat out of them. But they get hurt by words online, like Rashad Evans was saying, I made fake parody accounts because the words would get under my skin. But yeah, you go in there, get punched in the face, knock out. But some guy, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just so strange. And it shows you the mentality of how somebody can get in your head and make you feel less than, you know? People you don't know. People on Twitter with eggheads. You know, when you make a Twitter account, you start with an egghead, you know? People's opinions really do count because in MMA, what it comes down to is us, guys. We're the ones giving them the money. We're the ones that grew it. We're the ones that are excited. We're the ones that are going to share with our friends and promote for free, by the way, promote for free. We do more promoting than their own fighters. Look, Alex... 
Pereira doesn't even have a Twitter yet. Like they do, they do classes on that. Like how do you not have a Twitter yet? But getting back to Robbie Lawler, man, he had fight of the year with Rory Mack, right? Two. And then at the beginning of the year, he fought Carlos Condit, another fight of the year. He's had so many amazing moments, but hasn't really been himself since, right? Since the Condit fight, I feel like Rory hasn't been his true self and didn't give us the performances that we were so used to, the ruthless Robbie Lawler. Thought he was going to be champion for a long time. I truly did. When he got in there with Barbarina, though, boy, it was on. That was a Lawler fight right there. It reminded me so much of Rory, uh, of Lawler, Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald, too. So much of it. Where we watched Robbie get pieced up, pieced up, then explode and just rock Rory McDonald. To a point where you didn't know who was going to win. They were giving it all. And then that stare off that they had. Iconic. That's what went down in this fight. And you know what they almost did to us? They, and Marcel confirmed this for me. They almost put Robbie Lawler on the prelims. On the prelims. The, I, I, the guy we would pay $60, $70 to watch fight every pay-per-view. <laughs> On the prelims. Glad they boosted him up because that was one hell of a fight. And what a victory for Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. Who a lot of you guys may not know actually has a brother who fights. I've seen him fight for, uh, I believe, CES uh, against uh, Dennis Paiva. Or was it Andre Ewell? I forgot. But uh, yeah, guys. You know what we like to do at this point for that main card? You know, if you're paying $15, $15.30... 45, 60, 70. We were paying more than $15 per fight, right? Two, four, six, basically $20 per fight. Every one of those fights was worth it, except the O'Malley fight. Such a shame. That was such an opportunity for Sugar. Such a shame. Uh, shout out to Macy as well. That was another amazing fight. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone retiring. Jim Miller's last fight, just absolutely sad. Jesse Jeskin and her arm broken. So if we got to rate this card, guys, I give it a, it's hard, right? Because that co-main event should have been the main event, like Elaw was, was saying on Twitter. Izzy didn't show up. I really hope he puts on it. But you know what? That happens. As a champion fighting at the elite level, it happens sometimes. I was joking, oh, this is uh, Anderson Silva versus Maya all over again, which wasn't, you know, but, man, I, I just kind of lost interest. And I don't know if it was due to the entire card being absolutely amazing at the edge of our seat or if the co-main event was just amazing. I do want to see Alex Volkanovsky move up a weight class. Uh, he needs to. Come on. Let's do that. Let's do Volk versus Connor. Let's do that. What would you guys like to see is the real question. Let me know on Twitter, evil under dash echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Or 
down below here in the comments. Guys, we need more subscribers here on Pure Evil MMA. I've been doing these uh, live here once again, which I stopped for a while. Uh, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers, so please give us a thumbs up and subscribe. Turn that notification bell on because we're killing it on iTunes, Spotify. I'm getting paid uh, $15 a week right now, which may not seem a lot, but um, it's it's pretty big. Once I wasn't getting paid, I just started um, figuring out like the ads and stuff, and now I'm making $15 per episode, basically, which is pretty decent. Um, also, new merch coming out. I'm getting distracted here. Uh, we, yeah, I give this a 7 out of a... Ah! We'll remember this pay-per-view by the end of the year. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10, 8 out of 10. We'll see how we feel in a little bit. But there's definitely some fights on here we'll remember for a long time. Especially uh, the Volkanovski fight. And what's going to happen to Max now? Where does Max go? We're going to have to wait and see what happens. I'd like to give a shout out to the UFC camera team as well. I don't think you guys realize how hard of a job that is. Switching camera angles. This Absolutely amazing. Uh, walkout of the night easily. Israel Adesanya. But it would have been even better if he got the knockout. So we'll see what happens next. What he brings to the table. Uh, with that being said, guys. I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. I want to thank my guest. Uh, and you can follow him at Bear, F-I-O-R-D-A, on Instagram, Twitter, and I'll have all the links down below. So, Jared Bear Fiorda, great conversation. Go give him a follow and definitely check out his content. Some of my favorite. And I'll let you guys know as soon as we get some of this merch up. That being said, guys, this is episode 434, I think. I'm Evil Eddie. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles till the end. Behave yourselves.